It's a Greg and Dan Show podcast, and I'm Kelch. Rolling. Yeah, that a boy. That a boy, Danny. That a boy. Uh, I'm Greg. He's Dan. That's Kelch. And we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce your special guest, Caleb? Because he's your friend and my friend and Danny's friend, but you walked him in the room. Uh, so we have a Washington police chief, uh, Mike McCoy, in with us today. One of the founders of the St. Jude Run from That's Memphis it. to Peoria. Hi, Michael. Hey, it's great to be here with you guys. It I love very coming up here. Even though it's not easy to get here anymore, <laughs> you know, you got to park and walk across, no, take the no, elevator. Dude, it's terrible. It's it's, terrible. It's, it, can you do something? You're a policeman. Yeah, do one something. of the fastest elevators in Peoria, though. Slowest uh, doors. Slowest doors, <laughs> fastest yeah. elevator. Somebody had a yeah. party last night, all the beer bottles outside and the cases by the by yeah. the walkway. Somebody Could had a you party come with... at 4 a.m. sometime and talk to the people who are smoking weed at that yeah. time of day? <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. Last time I was here, I could tell it when I got in the walkway. Oh, no, oh yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. All right, so we're not okay, going to talk police work. Before we get to this. And this is a podcast, by the way. I know. So this is way different, Michael, than regular radio. We just go off. We'll just talk about whatever. How come with the new, it's got to be the way they make the new weed, but how come I could be driving down the street and not see anyone and smell it? Yeah. You know, it's funny, Dan, because when, when we run sometimes, you know, we run just through the neighborhoods and run on the sidewalk, and all of a sudden you'll be running on the sidewalk, you yeah. My golly, who lives, whose house am I by? You know, you take a look around. <laughs> yeah. it's so it must make the officer's job so much easier. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, well, I smell you, dude. Come yeah. on. Now, you've been to the concerts. Yeah. You've yeah. been to summer yeah. camp. You've been to everywhere. But the old days didn't have that no, pungent no. smell. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Well, in the old days, there weren't as many people smoking at home either. Well, so yeah. Too. We just, on this day. Or uh, in their car, I noticed. We're recording this July 26th, <laughs> and we just heard the news a minute ago. Our news lady, Julia said that the sales of legal uh, uh, cannabis is up a uh, double from yeah. last year, like $1.5 or something. Yeah, yeah we have, uh, or I should say we have, We I know of a place that does the, the grow uh, cash limits, you know, yeah. twice, uh, twice a week at a million two. Wow. Holy they drop geez. off. So that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty that's, good. Uh, we, we missed our calling. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> okay, so take us back. We really want to delve into this. This is interesting, by the way, as we record this. Next week is the annual St. Jude Memphis to Peoria run. Uh, and then there's all the other runs, but we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, what was the, the nexus? What was the nut that started that? What happened? It was really simple. You know, uh, I'd been involved in St. Jude for a long time because of Jim Maloof and my father and everybody. And I was indoctrinated in St. Jude when I was like in eighth grade. Seriously. The, oh, the old really? Big Danny stickers. Asked yeah, for a Danny dollar. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Jim Maloof, my dad, asked me to go through West Peoria and ask people for a dollar. I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm not asking you. Yeah, you are. You're going around. And you it go was, door to door? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Door to door. And you're a kid? Just a yeah, kid? Yeah. yeah, they did that. It was Danny's March, Kids March. Yeah. And so I still got the big button at home. So it was pretty cool. And that's how I got involved. So back in about 1980, Gene Pratt, my friend and I, were uh, sitting over at Landmark. And they were having a St. Jude thing. They were running around the track. And every time you run around track, give them a little check, and we they some people were getting ten cents, some people were getting a sure, dollar. Sure. So we were keeping track of it. And I think we made seven thousand dollars. So I was sitting there and I said to Gene, it's nineteen eighty. It's gotta be a way to make more money with this running craze that's coming in America. You know, this is a big deal. How can we do it? He said, Well, you know, let's talk about it. So I said, let's run to Memphis and run back. This has got the Peoria affiliate here. It's the first affiliate, the biggest affiliate. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's get a group of guys, girls. 
load up, run to Memphis, turn around and run back and bring and, attention. And what did you say to him? I said, that's a great idea. And then we looked at a map. That was the dumbest idea ever. That was just completely stupid. I was thinking, uh, I don't know, Mr. Miles, Pratt, but I think that's dumb. That, that seems super dumb. It, it was. Um, so we so we decided let's drive to Memphis. Let's figure out how we can drive to Memphis and 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 run back. So we so we worked on it for a year. And, and here's the best part of the story. So in about the middle, uh, the beginning of 1982, January, February, or so. Gene and I had met, and we were running. And I, as you know, I was really, really big then. I lost all the weight running, and I was excited. We said, you know, we don't have this really put together. Let's put this off for a year. We'll tell Maloof that we're going to put it off for a year. Okay. So the next person that sees Maloof has to tell him we're putting it off for a year. <laughs> Deal. We're at Landmark. Gene leaves. I take a shower. I walk up the stairs, and there's Jim and Trudy Maloof going to a movie. I thought, oh, gosh. Jim says, hey. What are you doing? How you been? You know how he talks. I said, fine. He says, how's the run coming? I said, well, I got to talk to you. Gene and I just had a meeting. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you go. There you go. I mean, I mean, you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do so it. I went home. And I called Gene. I said, I just saw Maloof. He said, Oh, thank God. I said, Oh no, buddy. Guess what? <laughs> I told him we're we're in. So we started working, and we left. Uh, we left the first run. We put an ad in the paper, as you know. Yeah. And 19 people responded to the ad. All 19 of them went. And there was 21 of us the first year. So many things happened the first year. We could talk for six hours yeah, about how yeah. what a disaster it was. <laughs> yeah, didn't you like break down like right across the bridge? Burned up Ray Becker's motorhome. <laughs> yeah, uh, burnt. Yeah. Burnt to the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, we made uh, twenty two thousand five hundred dollars the first year. Now, was there an agreement between you and Gene? Go okay. Now the first person who sees Ray. Oh, oh, no, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I called him that night on the phone, <laughs> said we got a problem. You know, Ray Becker is one of the secrets of this community. Without him, this community would be a zero, and, and he is such a good guy. Okay. I mean, we got it, we got yeah. it out of his barn. He let yeah. us use it out of his barn, and the, the mice had eaten away the, the things, the wiring, yeah. and, and so that's how it caught on fire, but he was okay with it. And, okay. Uh, I, w I want to go back and, and, and uh, reminisce to those early stories, but I, just as a, a way of comparison. So the first year, 22,000 and some change. Yeah. Last year, with all the runs, how much? Uh, well, we were down a little bit from the right. team. What's the big number, though? What's the big, the, the, biggest the big number, year? The, the big, big year. year was $6.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, from that day when you accidentally said, yes, we're doing it to Jim, because <laughs> yeah. you couldn't say no, no. To, to, to that number is... It's yeah. almost hard to think about. It's yeah. unbelievable. When you think we can make $6.5 million a year, and now the total right now going into this year with the, the COVID year, you know, we ran yeah. virtual. And yeah. last year, part of us, we all, everybody had to be vaccinated to go. So we're at about $71,500,000 we've raised Over on the all runs. Over years. Yeah. Man, that's Pretty cool. Crazy. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Now, Caleb Kelch is our producer. He's been very quiet so far yeah. other than introducing Yeah, I was going to say, way to run the podcast. And, and, <laughs> but, 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 and I understand that we, 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 us old guys just jumped in there. Yeah. So Caleb, uh, when we first met Caleb, and he started with us about a year ago to produce our radio show and then this podcast, I was thrilled to learn that he was a Memphis runner. Yeah. I, I didn't know that coming when he yeah. when he first came here, and that his mother also runs, yep. and it's part of their deal. Uh, and you're going this this next week, right? Yep. You're going. It'll be my fifth year. What was the first one like for you? 
because you got all these seasoned guys. You got Mike yeah. and, and all these other guys. We were talking about Mike Mescal earlier. Lots of old people. Lots yeah. of old people. Yeah. You're a young guy. And so your first one, you were in your teen year. You were 17 or 18, right? Uh, I would have been 19. Yeah, 19. Okay. Yeah. So why, first of all, why did you do it? What, what made you want to do it? Uh, well, my family, we've always been uh, very connected with St. Jude, especially on my dad's side. Uh, and so it was just... It was just, uh, just the thing to do. It was obvious. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't, I didn't have to think about it. More All right. Than so the once. first year, were you scared? Uh, no, I wasn't scared. I was nervous. Okay. I, I think, I think there's a, a solid line between those two words. I was more nervous. I luckily I had my my mom with me. Yeah. Uh, and we were on the same motorhome that year, so that way I was able to kind of become a little bit more acclimated yeah. into everything. But everything, everyone, and everything, like it, it I felt like it was just. It was so eye-opening, and then everyone was just so welcoming in and like open years, arms. In and, those years, did because uh, I know because of COVID, things changed. But did mm-hmm. you get the tour down in St. Jude? I did. My yeah. first year, I got to tour inside the hospital, and then my second year, which would have been in 2019, that would have uh, we toured the the Target House yeah. and all that, and that was oh man, and it's so, so cool. Mike, when you see all that stuff, yeah. what, what goes through your well, mind? Here, here's what we do when we talk to new runners about going we talk about the run a lot we don't talk about the hospital really and there's a secret to that because if people need to figure that out for themselves and so you tell them about the running part and we're doing it for saint jude which is good and you talk about all the, the the success and everything else but you don't really talk about the hospital once they get to the hospital my job's done it's they're in they're gonna they see what's going on yeah i'm done does it still get to you every day Every day. Oh, I can't get I can't get through an interview without getting emotional. Really? Yeah. Why is that? You think? You know, uh, my favorite saying is, um, "You don't give your time, effort, and energy to things that are bad. You you invest your money with a stockbroker or a person that's going to make you money. You just don't yeah. give him money and say throw it away. The money that we've invested in St. Jude, you know, the overall cancer survival rate has gone from four percent to over eighty percent." Some forms of cancer now at St. Jude are 95 and 94% success rate. So I've been lucky enough over the last 41 years to see what our efforts have been a part of. Yeah, because it's, 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 uh, it's something um, we all are exposed to, many people trying to do things. Yep. We don't always see the win. Exactly. And, and you've been able to personally see the win and through coming on our shows and our podcasts yep. and being on TV and yep. talking to the newspapers. Uh, you've shared that with so many people, as well as all your yeah. partners in this thing. So, so uh, uh, it started with you and Gene Pratt. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, just the second year was there's there's more than 19 people. How many went the second year? Yeah, there's about uh, 35 or 35. 40 the next people. And then and how many? And then, 60, and then yeah. uh, and then it's it, uh, averaged out a little bit, 60 or 80. You know, we we started getting near the hundred number, and we we wanted to be safe, and we started figuring out how to do things safer. We have, uh, you know, we just got back from our trip down. We drive down and then we drive back on Route 51 to, to be sure that all the stops are safe still. And, you know, because they've done new roads, they've sure. done new intersections. Yeah. Yeah. The blue house that you tell everybody to stop at is not necessarily the blue house anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. so we do that. But, but I think, uh, you know, we got to the 100 mark and we thought, wow, taking 100 people is something else. So this year, right now, we stand at taking 155 nice. wow. plus the, about 40 people they're going to run virtually because they're either 
um, not vaccinated or don't want to be, and they want to run sure, virtual. Sure, sure. Yeah. So that, that's, that's cool. okay. Yeah. So, um, and how many times went? have there been uh, people uh, who used to be patients run? Has you know, happened to, that's, I know it's happened, right? Yeah, but that's a great story. Let me tell yeah. you a quick story. Yeah. A first year tour, a guy named Gary Dahl, Doctor Dahl, was taking us on a tour, and there was one seven story building there. That's it, and in the little tentacles, and we got to the seventh floor and. And there was a big, uh, two things happened. There was a big um, bronze plaque to Ray and Joan Crockett McDonald's for your donation of $1 million. And one of the nurses looked at us and said, uh, how much are you guys going to raise? And we said, eh, $22,000, dollars $20, says, you think you'll ever raise a million? And everybody laughed. I didn't laugh. Gene didn't laugh. We thought, you know, you never know what's going to happen here. And Gary Dahl. Uh, I said to Gary and talking, I said, Gary, how long will it be before we see former patients being able to do this event? And his answer was, you'll never see it in your lifetime. Okay. Yeah. So now I think we have eight former patients going this year. Nice. And we've had former patients going for the last 10 years. There's some motivation uh, to some people. You're one of those guys. I'm kind of one of those guys, too. When somebody tells you that something's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then you go, well, watch yeah. me do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sit back. I'm going I'm to try real hard. Sit back. Yeah, to yeah. prove you wrong. Uh, also... I mean, you talk about the runners, but the logistics of oh. it all. Who else? How, I mean, oh, you've got a forward cooking team that's we always have, jumping ahead. We of, have right? 10 people that go along uh, as, as well, they're not cooks. They're, they've now declared themselves as chefs. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're the chefs. <laughs> well, they declared themselves. Okay. They declared themselves. <laughs> do they have to clean up their own dishes? They, they do. i got to tell you what. That that job is probably as hard or harder than the running part of the job. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for example, when we leave Memphis at 11 o'clock, my team doesn't start running until 8 o'clock that night. So they go down the road 48 miles with us. They sit up and they cook and they get there, I don't know, they get there about 1 or one o'clock. 5 o'clock, they've got all this set up. We have a great, great meal. I mean, they're unbelievable. And then uh, after we leave and run, the team that just got done running, the gold team goes into there and they feed them. After they feed them right away, they pack up all their stuff, clean up, pack it up into their two motorhomes and two trucks full of tr with trailers, and they go down the road another 48 miles. And when we get done running at 6 o'clock in the morning, they're already set up for breakfast for us after we run all That's night. Crazy. And they leapfrog all the way back with us. It's, it, it's an unbelievable job. Ed Grant's in charge of that. That's great, Ed. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, I and want to ask you something. They don't sleep much, do they? No, yeah. no. Okay, so there's two things. There's a sleep deprivation. There's also, you got to worry about nutrition and, and yep. dehydration and all that stuff. Has that ever been an issue for you on your your journeys? Um, well, as well, especially with being a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got to get your protein in. Yeah, I mean, way. I... I you know, when we sign up and everything every year, I always put yeah, that, yeah. you know, I'm a vegetarian. But at the same time, uh, I'm someone that I'm, you know, I'm able to take care of myself of knowing what I can and can't eat because a lot sure. of things are buffet style. Yeah. So I just, you know, I grab what I, I need and everything. But, but I, I feel like everything, well, that, I, I feel like everything that they have, no. I feel like as long as you are, you know, hydrating yourself when it comes yeah. to water, I think the food is exactly what you need. And they they always add in a little spice of like extra you know down home comfort food and everything too. But I, I mean, there's there's pasta you know carbo load one night, sure. and then, yeah, you know yeah. another night is uh, they've got burgers and veggie burgers and all that. I mean, it's it's so good. Sometimes you have had some brutal weather. Oh, it's like, been like like oppressive heat yeah. and humidity. Yeah, 
the the one year I think this was five or six years ago, we're in Dyersburg, Illinois, which is one of my favorite towns in the whole world, and we're sitting at Dyersburg and we're and we're watching the the, the weather come, and we're on the uh, talking to the police. And they said, well, there's tornado warnings headed this way for for Dyersburg. We said, okay, well, let's pack up and um, put the runners in, and we're gonna we're gonna drive the next um, six miles down the road and get out of the city of Dyersburg and mm-hmm. stuff. And bigger in life, about two hours later, tornado went right through where we were sitting. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. smoke. Crazy. Didn't do Good a whole call. lot of damage, but went through. And, yeah. and, you know, the things like that we've had. But our rule is if there's no lightning, and uh, we run. So we tell yeah. everybody, bring a raincoat if you don't want to get wet. And, but, I don't but, know. If there's lightning, I'd run faster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we're talking with Mike McCoy, uh, Caleb Kelch, and Mike will be taking off next week. This is July 26th when we're recording it. Next week uh, is the big send-off on Tuesday the 2nd, right? Send-off Tuesday the 2nd. You know, this year, instead of running, uh, leaving from the St. Jude office at Glenn yeah. and Sheridan, we're leaving from... Uh, well, Bob Lindsay's uh, rental place it used to be the old Heritage Buick on Pioneer Parkway. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly and um, they've been gracious enough to just about give us the whole building to get ready and nice. get all the, you know, we have 24 motorhomes this year. So we got 24 motorhomes to get ready. We got four vans and four trucks, and we have a lot of stuff that we have to load up. Radios, food, all the all the stuff, and so uh, we're going to be leaving from there. Where everybody, uh, you know, it gets a little crowded at that intersection with all the motorhomes. You've been yeah, there for some of yeah, the send-offs. Yeah, the generators yeah. are going. Yeah. Now we can put the motorhomes away. Yeah, and we can have nice. a, a, an official send-off. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to come across the Murray. Oh yeah, Baker, huh? we're going to be that's on, one we'll, of our Greg and I's favorite. We'll be on things. the radio. We'll be talking yeah, as, as we come, come across, across the, bridge. the bridge. Yeah, we do that. Um, I don't want to make you tear up again, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know nothing about, I've known you for 40 years, I think, 35 years maybe. Um, I know nothing about your feelings of a higher power, of God, whatever. But you, ha- uh, do you feel guided in that regard from, oh, absolutely. Something, from something bigger than you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I'm not that smart. We yeah. uh, We do get it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to listen and go. All right, I I, I hear it. I hear that uh, uh, that I'm supposed to do this and and show me the way, right? And then something happens. You meet a guy who knows how to do the food. And you yep. know somebody else has got an RV. All those things come together. Uh, yeah, I like I said, I'm not that smart. We've been guided. <laughs> we've been guided a lot along the way, and and you know things that happen, the, the decisions that that not only we make before we go, but as we go. You know, and like like the tornado thing, you think about holy cow. Or, yeah, if you'd have and, stayed, you know, yeah. yeah. And we've had we've had uh, um, things where we've gone. And we said, you know, let's don't run where there's all this construction. Let's put everybody in the motorhomes. We'll yeah. drive across. Yeah. We well, you know one night we're driving across, and while they're there, there's cars passing and everything else. Runners could have been hurt, sure. you know, and stuff. So so yeah, there's it, well, although the whole, they couldn't figure out why God set the motorhome on fire. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> maybe there was something going on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad he did it at Pinecrest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not down south. Maybe not, that was it. Yeah. Not, the, um, uh, the whole story of St. Jude, of course, and I won't belabor the point, but Danny Thomas, actor and performer and, 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 and famous personality, felt driven to do something he made the yeah. the conversation with his with his maker and that happened and and so so going forward with that are you, i know you know his daughter marlo yeah. uh, uh what what reflect on her role and what she must think about all of this it's it must be crazy yeah. in a way yeah. yeah you know i'm lucky enough to be one of the 
38 people in the world that are on the National yeah, Board of I Governors and Directors. And so I see Marlo three or four times a year at the, at the meetings. In yeah. fact, we just went back uh, a month ago for the first time in two years. And everybody was there, you know, and, and she is uh, not a board member, but her title is a national outreach director. And, and, and her brother, Tony Thomas, is a board member and he's really active. And, and to hear their old time stories about, you know, what ha- was happening in the, the 1960s before they 59 to 62 before they opened the hospital in Alsac is just it's amazing it's just unbelievable the the dedication and and you know they they know that they're doing something that should be done this it is should be done and yeah. St Jude yeah. now with their new St Jude Global initiative where where you know uh, two out of every 10 kids uh, that are living that got cancer in the world they're trying to get it to six kids out of every 10 that live and they're in 147 different places now worldwide wow. that that's a big deal and, and, so, and, and, by, and by the way, all of those people, uh, Caleb, his mom, you, all the folks that Dan and I know that have run on that race and that will run from the, the local races, all part of that. Everybody. All, all, every bit of part yeah, of that. We'll yeah. have over 2,000 runners this year. You know, we have yeah. 35 auxiliary runs, and we thank God for the coordinators of each city. has got crazy, a coordinator who, who, you know, this isn't just a, okay, next week we're going to run, let's start calling some people and go. This right. is a... You know, this is 12 months out of the year. And And thank God for people like Caleb, you know, that are young and strong and can run because some of us are getting slower. (laughs) But it's true. There's always the new group coming, and that's the beautiful thing. It's not going to – this won't stop. And I like the idea of the uh, parade when you started that downtown. Yeah, the running up, you know, we're going to – that's coming back this year, by the way. They're doing a little different. uh, You know, you just talked to Pete Russell. What a a great guy. And he's – uh, they're doing something different this year. Uh, before they've lined us up, you know, along the street, and then we wait, and then each group runs in, and then sometimes you got to stop for a half hour because of the 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 TV production. They go to Bloomington and they do This year we're running in by teams, and we're not stopping, and they're videotaping it. And as that team presents their check on TV, they'll be showing them run in, which allows us to run all the way in without standing on the street oh, for an hour. Idea. Yeah. yeah. But the parade and coming across the bridge is is pretty cool, you know. Yeah. It's uh, every year I get them to walk farther before we have to start running. So you know, you walk up the hill. And now we're walking down the hill. We used to walk. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you, Caleb, one more mm-hmm. uh, as, as you uh, go into your fifth run. Yep, fifth, fifth run. year. Uh, do you get emotional? You're an emotional guy. I do. Yeah. Uh, it always hits me at different times. Um, I feel like. Lately, it's it's kind of hit me more at the end of everything. Yeah, because it's just like wow, Very exhausted for some. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> you know, around all no this. sleep yeah. at all, and yeah. and, and uh, I I don't know. It's to me when we get back to Peoria, that right there is what really gets me. Because yeah, I, then I get to see my family, right? And you know, they're welcoming us home, all of our friends and family in the, in the community, and it's it's just seeing everyone, and especially when we do the little runners parade and everything, and you've got the little kids holding the signs saying thank you and all that, like. Wow! You want that me and just... Danny to, to? You want me and Danny to hold some signs for you? Yeah, yes. yes. We'll that would be lovely. Yeah. Because when yeah. he gets back yeah. on Monday, he's going to be worthless. No, no, he's not, no, he's not going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there a website uh, if for folks who are listening to this that may not even live in Peoria area? I know our number, our, our number two, one and two listeners 
uh, of the podcast is my sister in Minnesota and Dan's brother in Chicago. Yeah. So is there a website to go to? Yeah, stjuderuns.org. There you go. Yeah, you Support. go there and it can tell you how to sign up to be a runner, how to donate, how to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, and you know, I just want to tell you seriously, it's uh, people like Caleb that are going to keep this thing going. Yes. You know, we, we're, we're trying to recruit young people that are yeah. energetic and, and young people that have a desire to, to do something in this world that's going to make it better. Yeah, do good. Do just good. Do something and you know good. what? He's good at logistics. He, he's good at everything. We got it. No, I'm, yeah, no. you know, Caleb, he's got the right mindset. Yeah for what we're looking for, and that's that's a really a good deal. Chief Mike McCoy, chief of the uh, city of Washington, Illinois, police department, yeah. former sheriff, yeah. longtime friend, St. Yeah. Jude guy. Um, just good to see you, man. Old man. Just, nice no, to be you know, here. Old man. <laughs> you know, old man, yeah. I'll tell you when you're old. Yeah, all thanks. Right,